0: This is Godliness with Contentment, Episode 50. My name is Kino Hanna, and I'm here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. I believe that it is possible for Christians, or people of faith, to reach financial independence. You can expect one episode from me per week, and during that time I want to help myself and you to see what the Bible has to say about handling money or wealth. We are currently on a journey through the Bible and are looking at wealthy people who were people of God. Today we take a look at Cornelius the Centurion in Acts chapter 10 verses 1 through 8. So before I I read that, and I will, Acts 10 deals exclusively with the conversion of Cornelius and his household. Cornelius coming into Christ would settle any issue, it should, of any issue of Gentiles coming into Christ. It would be the first. Previously, the Samaritans, partially Jews, partially Gentile, you know, they came in in Acts chapter 8. Then also in Acts chapter 8, we saw the, or we would have seen if you read Acts chapter 8, the Ethiopian eunuch. Um, But for most accounts, he was a convert to Judaism. Cornelius is Gentile Gentile. This man, chosen by God to be the first Gentile convert, was a soldier. He was a centurion, a soldier. An interesting choice. He was a part of the Roman army who were in control of Israel. In Cornelius, however, was found a fear of God, devotion, generosity, and a desire to get closer to God that he expressed in regular prayer. God had orchestrated the meeting between Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. God would orchestrate this meeting that would happen between Peter and Cornelius. The supernatural things that happen in and around this conversion is totally God working to bring about salvation to the Gentiles. Now, we won't get into all of that today. We're primarily looking at verses 1 through 8 and specifically talking about Cornelius's giving, right? We're talking about money specifically. So let's read, well, I will read Acts 10, 1 through 8. If you have it in your Bible, you can turn there and follow along. So let's jump in. At Caesarea... your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon of Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. So later, in the part we don't read, Cornelius would become a disciple of Jesus. But even before that happens, he is described by Luke as being devout and God-faring. He gave generously to those in need, and he prayed to God regularly. That's what the scripture says about him. His generosity to those in need is why we focus on him today in this episode. In fact, along with his regular prayers to God, the angel listed Cornelius' gifts to the poor as a memorial offering up to God. This is not normal stuff, right? Men seek for memorial here on earth, a statue erected outside of a stadium, a library or a street named after them. Cornelius' life created a memorial in heaven and he didn't even know. I don't even get the impression he was trying to do this, like set up a memorial in heaven, but by his life that's what happened. He was trying to get closer to God in prayer and serve as many as possible with his gifts to the poor. This life of this gentile reached to the heavens in a good way and God sends an angel to Cornelius to start the wheels in motion to bring salvation, not just to him and his household, but to the Gentiles. Cornelius seems to have been wealthy. He was not a chairman of a nonprofit organization. He spent his own money to help the poor and needy. He decided to be generous with what he had. He saw needs and he went after them. He went after meeting them, sorry. I believe that his giving was motivated by his relationship with God. I ask today, as a believer, you listening to this episode, are you generous in your giving? But even before that, is your giving motivated by your relationship with God? One of the principles I've seen in the Bible is that when we use money, the way God desires, then generosity is involved. That's, that's a part of it. And that's a principle that does not change because of the circumstances. Now, for example, you may be listening to this and saying, I don't have centurion-type money, you know. Well, that's fine. You can be generous without. Let me say it again. You can be generous without plenty money. It has to do with your heart, not the size of your wallet. And then you may be saying, if I give from what I have, then I'll have less. Yeah, sounds reasonable. But what does the Bible say? The scripture tells us uh, in Second Corinthians nine ten through 11, I'll read that. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed And will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So, Paul tells the Corinthians that God will bless them, and He has blessed them so that they can be generous. But it's exactly the same for us today. God will bless you and he has already blessed you and he wants you to be generous. Through your generosity, men and women's needs will be met and it will result in thanksgiving to God. God will get the glory from your giving. The same God will continue to supply and increase your store so that you can continue to do the same thing over and over again. Then, you may say, people are ungrateful, you know, and they don't say thanks. Well, what happened with Cornelius should be good enough to help our hearts. I hope it is. It never said that the poor were grateful. They may have been. They may not have been. But what it did say was that his giving reached heaven. Cornelius pleased God with his giving, whether people on earth said thanks or not. Our giving should meet needs, yes, but our relationship with God should prompt the giving. Ultimately, generosity for Christians should be about that. As this episode comes to a close, I want to encourage you to practice generosity. This is a part of how we lay up treasures for ourselves in heaven. That's all I have for you today. I encourage you to join me next time when we take a look at more wealthy people in the Bible, specifically in the New Testament. Also, please invite your friends and family to listen to the podcast. Tell them to search for Godliness with Contentment wherever they listen to podcasts. This is Keno Hanna signing off saying, check you later.